Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 184. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope everyone had an awesome Halloween. Of course, now that Halloween's over and it's the start of November, all the Halloween stuff's gone and all the Christmas stuff is already out on display. But I'm not finished talking about Halloween yet. I had a great Halloween. I went to, like I mentioned last uh, episode, I went to a Dwayne Gretzky party at the Danforth Music Hall. Dwayne Gretzky being Toronto's premier cover band. They always throw the best parties. I believe the Danforth Music Hall was sold out. And we danced the night away. It was awesome. I think I mentioned that that's what we would be doing. But what I forgot to mention, of course, was that we've had a member of Dwayne Gretzky on this podcast before. In fact, the frontman Tyler Kite, who used to be one of the stars of the kids show Popular Mechanics for Kids. He was actually one of the very first people we ever had on this podcast. I think it was like episode number seven. He might have been the very first musician we had on this podcast. So uh, shout out to Tyler. Thank you very much again. And you put on an awesome show on the weekend. You guys all did. Dwayne always does a great job. If you ever get a chance to see them, get out there, go to one of their parties. And of course, like every year, I got my Halloween costume thrown together at the very last minute and it turned out awesome. And so this year I was one of my very favorite movie characters from my favorite movie of all time, which is John McClane from Die Hard. In fact, I don't know why I've never thought to do that before. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer now. Welcome to the party, pal! So that was Halloween 2023, and here we are now into the Christmas season. I guess if you're American, actually, Thanksgiving first, but the holidays nonetheless. Uh, but I digress. Let's, before we get that far ahead of ourselves, let's get into today's episode. Because we've got another badass episode for you today. Another quintessential Canadian rock and roll band. If you've ever been to a hockey game, you've heard this band before. Of course, I'm talking about the band Monster Truck, straight out of Hamilton, Ontario. And I got to sit down with their singer, bass player, frontman, John Harvey, who was such a cool dude. And I knew I was going to like him uh, the instant I met him. And I'll tell you why. So one of my favorite ways to get around the city is actually on rollerblades, which some people find really interesting now, I guess. I know uh, it's not as common as it used to be, but um, I don't know. I always find it fascinating when people find it fascinating. And I'll tell you a quick side story on that note. There was one day last year I rollerbladed down to the stacked market in Toronto, which is down at the end of Bathurst. And I went into this cookie shop and the girl working there was like fascinated that I had rollerblades and she was asking me all kinds of questions like how long did it take you to get here and how am I able to stop on these and where do I buy them anyway so I was happy to answer her questions but I was just like wow you have you not seen rollerblades before anyways after she finished asking me all the questions and served me my cookies uh, I was leaving and as I was on my way out this guy walks in to the store and he takes one look at me and he's like whoa rollerblades and I just remember thinking, I'm like, where am I? Like, how has no one in downtown Toronto seen rollerblades before? <laughs> so anyways, back to present day, I rollerblade down to the Opera House, which is where Monster Truck were playing a show that night. And John is having a smoke outside and he takes one look at me and he's like, sweet rollerblades, man. I got the same pair of K2s. And right then and there, I was like, yes, I'm going to like this guy. And that I did. But there was actually another moment that I thought... When I thought back to it, I thought was very ironically funny. And that was that he 
he was like, are you not wearing a helmet? And I wasn't wearing a helmet, which first of all, that's not what's funny. 100% he was right. I should have been wearing a helmet and you should wear a helmet rollerblading through downtown Toronto. And no matter how well I know the streets and how long I've been doing it, I, I should have been wearing a helmet for sure. But the part that I found funny when I thought about it later was that a rock star who wrote a song called Don't Tell Me How to Live was telling me about safety and being responsible. <laughs> also at the same moment that one of his friends was offering me a joint. <laughs> so I just found some humor in that. And again, one of those examples of don't judge a book by its cover. I mean, John's got a young kid, so I'm sure safety is, is top of mind for him. And, uh, and he was right. And he was right. I 100% should have been wearing a helmet. So anyways, back again to today's episode. Monster Truck have released their fourth studio album last year in 2022. It's called Warriors. It is awesome. It's classic Monster Truck. Check that out wherever you get your music. Also, don't forget to check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist, which you can find on Apple Music if you're an Apple Music subscriber. And that is comprised of a selection of songs from all the Adamantium Recommends segments from all the episodes that we've done. And that's what we're going to do next. So if you're new to Monster Truck's music, here are five of my favorite Monster Truck songs that I recommend. Although I bet even if you don't actively listen to Monster Truck yet, you're going to hear one or two of these and be like, ah, oh, yes, I know this song. And as per usual, I'm going to kick this off with something new. So from that latest album, Warriors, I'm going to recommend the song, Warriors. And then going back to their second album from 2016, the album's called Sittin' Heavy. I'm going to recommend the song that I actually mentioned already earlier. It's called Don't Tell Me How to Live. And then from their first album, Furiosity, I'm going to recommend two songs. The first is called The Lion. And then the second one I'm going to recommend is actually my favorite monster truck song. It's called Sweet Mountain River. And then lastly, from their debut EP, it's called The Brown EP, I'm going to recommend a song called Righteous Smoke. And that's it. Give those a listen if you don't know them already, or check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music, and don't forget to give Warriors a listen wherever you get your music. If you're a Monster Truck fan who is well familiar with all these songs already and tuning in to the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for lending us your ears. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, we've got plenty of other amazing bands on this podcast and much more to come. Please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that's all the formalities for today. So let's introduce you to John Harvey of the band Monster Truck right here on episode 184 of the Adamantium podcast. Enjoy the episode. Have an awesome week, everybody. And you'll hear from us again real soon. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I'm here with John Harvey from Monster Truck, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. No problem. Happy beer. Yeah. Uh, well, now I now I have an additional question because you just said you're you're working on some kids tracks. Right? Yeah. Is Monster Truck doing a, a kids or is this something you're doing independently? I'm doing it on my own. I okay. did a kids book called Cool Dads. Oh, and cool. I wrote it for my son Jack, who's now eight and too old for it. But okay. or, sorry, <laughs> turning eight in December. But he's uh he's a little too old for it. 
But I wrote it when he was like four. I was gonna say, was that like a process of it getting yeah. made? Took too long. I'm just yeah, lazy. Like, I gotta be honest. <laughs> it took forever. But once I get like, it's weird. I got, I got, uh, I obviously self-diagnosed ADD because I get hyper focused on something. Yeah. So I like wrote the book and I drew all the characters, and then I got it all on the computer, and then it fucking sat there for a year. And then I'd work like, you know, a month on it. I'd be like, oh, I'm really close to you. And then you have to write an album in between. You know, right. And I'm sitting there doing other stuff. And I always get sidetracked with something. So you draw too? Yeah. Yeah? What kind yeah. of, what, like, what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, I don't know. I never really strike Have you me. always drawn? Or? Yeah. yeah I've done, me too. I've done a lot of, like, uh, I've done some shirt designs and album art, really, for... Have you done any of the stuff for Monster Truck? Like, Not really, no. Oh, I did, like, some okay. of the first things we did. But I'm my own, like, worst critic, right? Like, everybody. It's true, yeah. So it's none of the art that I was producing I felt was good enough for the level where the band where was. Where the band was. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, watched, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like that, too. Crazy, right? Yeah, I love... You guys have this T-shirt that's, like... What is it? King something... Uh, oh, it's got like that golden bearded king yes. holding a flying V. Yes. A Randy Rhodes like pointed like, V. I think it's an Alex Leho. That's, <laughs> that's the one. I was like, that's a sick shirt. What we found this guy, this guy in LA. I think his Instagram handling is die suffering 666. I'm like, I love this guy's art. It's just that like kind of collage art. Yeah. So we hit him up and he did, uh, he did a couple. But he sent back like four designs and he's just like collage art, you know what I mean? He just, yeah, yeah. He just does like really cool, he puts the textures on it and does the cool stuff. But uh, yeah, he uh, he sends back like four designs. And I, as soon as I saw that one, I'm like, oh, we have to put this one. It's, yeah. It's a crazy king in golden armor holding a fucking That's, Jackson V. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of those shirts. <laughs> I think we have um, them here. Yeah? Oh, yeah. we do. Oh, I think we do. Grab one of those while I'm here. Who designed the like the 70s esque monster truck? Like the logo? logo, yeah, I did. You did. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you've done some art. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got one logo go. under my belt. I yeah. yeah, I I basically took a font that already existed, and then I kind of just um, I laid it out on the computer. Yeah, and I um, I put it all different sizes and everything else. We yeah. put it in like a logo. And then I printed it back out and then hand, traced it and hand drew it again. And then I traced that and hand drew it again, and that's the final one. Gotcha. Because I wanted it to look like it was hand drawn. Yeah. I wanted to have imperfections. Yeah. And the first few like monster truck instances, like the first t-shirts and stuff like that, before Jer really went in and cleaned the whole thing up, uh, um, it was pretty rough. Did you? <laughs> so the illustrations for the book is all digital or? Yeah, I pretty much just, well, I drew everything, I draw everything on paper. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I can't do it. Hand. I don't know, man. I'm old. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, no new tricks for me. Yeah. I paint and I draw on paper. It's hand drawn, which is amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, it's kind of the only way I know how to do it. I've mm. tried to do uh, Procreate, but it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. So, well, let's, let's talk about, you got a new album. Actually, by the way, I, I've been to your studio once. Oh, yeah. In Hamilton. Yeah, not too long ago. I met up with the Lazies there. Oh, yeah. They were working on some tracks there. Awesome. They're like so, we ended up, we, we did one of these, and but we ended up recording at a pub around the corner. Oh, cool. But I, I was in the studio for a little right bit. Right on. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty dank down there. <laughs> it's awesome though, man. That's oh, kind of like it. what. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. It's like a little, it's like a little island in the middle of a dang basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so fourth album just came out about a year ago. Yeah. So now it, it's been out a year. Uh, you know, now that it's ha you've had some time to sit with it, how do you think back on you know how it was made and 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 how it was received and you know what are your thoughts on it now that it's now that you've gotten a chance to play it and I love it. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, it's, I love it. I think so it's great. Was this album? Did you have to? Was this album made primarily during the pandemic or was kind it of? Yeah. A lot of it was written during that. I mean, Warriors was written after, like the song Warriors. Mm -hmm. um, 
A couple of songs came later, but yeah, it was basically chunked together over like almost two and a half, almost three years. Right. Of, of material came to the, the final record. But yeah, it was, it was a long time coming because we were in the studio and then we had to shut down. Because mm-hmm. uh, we did lockdown. <laughs> and then we went back to the studio. And then it was like only four people can go a day. And then it was just, it was one of those things where it was just uh, scheduling was all a mess. Our producer, Eric, was like, listen, I've had a trip booked to Costa Rica for three months that I've had for, like, forever. Like, it was stuff like that where, like, you know, you had family obligations. We had everyone else had family obligations. So it just turned into this, like, and we were self-funding, right? Right. So we had zero label pressure. Uh, uh, so we yeah. were just like, do this when we it'll get done. Yeah. yeah. It would eventually. But then when we finally got it finished and everything else, it was, like, such a relief and it was so awesome. But the thing I liked about it almost was the fact that we did take that much time and we thought about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'd say, like... There's more value to thinking about the things that you're doing than actually doing them. Yeah. Plan it properly and and actually reflect on them properly. Yeah. It, it definitely comes out better. So I think we did it the right way, but yeah. the right way for us is always like takes forever. I think I literally just had the same conversation with uh, guys from the Glorious Suns on Monday. Yeah. The same thing. They said, you know, we took our time through. We had time, so we took our time through it. Now we're yeah. really happy about it. We're, you know, we, I was saying like, there was, you know, a lot of our favorite artists, my wife and I were saying a lot of our favorite artists that when they came, when the album came out in 2021 or whatever, it yeah. felt rushed. It felt, yeah. you know, like kind of all over the place and not concise. And so, yeah, and, you know, pays to, to give it the time it needs. I think so. Yeah. Let it did, breathe. Did you have any like specific, you know, goals like creatively for, for Warriors or was it, you know, like. Let's give the fans what they really want, what they come to see for Monster Truck. That's exactly what it was. I think yeah. uh, True Rocker is a bit of a departure from where we usually are. So we wanted to just go back to where we started and feel like the songs felt like, you know, like where we were writing songs in the beginning, where the gotcha. intention, there was the right intention. Rather so what than, was the, what was the kind of the segment on True Rocker? What was, what was, what were you guys? I doing? just think we were just trying to be. I wish we were just trying fucking everything, trying to throw trying it. some see what stuff. sticks. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did like literally everything. We did like songs with like more pop rock producer. We did a bunch of songs that are not characteristic really of the band. We had to begin to try. I wanted to. We wanted yeah, well, to do I mean, all these things. How do you, you never, do how do you know if you don't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always found, I've always found Monster Truck to be super consistent. Like, yeah. uh, I've never been. Like, you guys never put out a single where I was like, oh, that was a shit single. You know, like every time I'm like, this rocks yes. hard. This Thanks, rocks man. hard. You know, it's it's like this is what I you know what I've come to expect. So, what do you think keeps you guys consistent? I think I we just just the same people. You know? Yeah. And you just really used to writing those kind of songs. I know what kind of songs to write when I write songs for Monster Truck. You know? Right. I totally like, oh yeah. You know Do you write songs outside of Monster Truck too? Oh yeah. 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 Just... I have another band called Vicious Beast. It's more like a punk band. That was just okay. I did I wrote a record during the pandemic with my okay. friend Mike, uh Kier and Hamilton. We did he's got a studio and he's like, I wanna do something. And I'm like, Well, I got these eight songs with this like punk band. Yeah. And he's like, Well, let's do them. I said, Okay. So we went and we just started recording. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we had eight songs and we did everything ourselves. I did, like, I had a couple guitar players come in and a few backing vocal people, mm-hmm. but most of it was just like me and him. Yeah. He played drums and I kind of played everything else. And it was just like a fun little thing. But it was really awesome to be able to just write without consequence and get right. like those same things. I have it's a solo nice, project too. Yeah. I also have an acoustic thing yeah. I'm working on now, but I got about, uh, I don't know, I'm ready to start recording a record. So. So is that punk? Is it, will that come out at all? Will that see? Or did it come out? 
The, oh yeah, totally. yeah. It's, it's under cool. sorry, it's under Vicious Beast. Vicious totally. Beast, cool. Yeah, it's that. like uh, yeah, the cover has got like a man eating flower on it. Okay, but uh, yeah, it was super fun. In the solo piece, are you just gonna release it under John Harvey? Probably. Yeah, I think cool. maybe Jay Harvey and Inner Demons. I haven't really decided yet. I'm okay. just kind of like putting that in the what that means together. You right. know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. a hard thing to kind of. I've always had a lot of acoustic songs, and I never really wanted to tackle them because it's hard to tackle that kind of stuff when you're in a band like I'm in. Right. People aren't really looking for that from you. Of course, you know, they so it is see Monster Truck. They want to. Yeah, band in a way, it is like literally like no one, no fans of Monster Truck come to my acoustic gigs. No, no eh? Not really. That's interesting. It's well, one because it's not the same it's thing. Not the same thing. They, they're right? not coming there to drink. Right. You know, it's not really drinking party. Music. Yeah, 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 it's like it. soul music almost. So it's like. It's a different. It's a different thing. But yeah, and I do, do kids songs. I just like to keep my hands moving, man. Yeah, and you know, it's, that's what I found. Like, uh, you know, my career is not creative anymore. But I always like to be doing something. That's yeah. why I do this. So I do. And I remember in the pandemic, I really needed to stretch, and I painted a mural on my kitchen wall, sure. and I, yeah. you know, just had Sweet. to find somewhere. Yeah. Um. So what? What do you? What do you do to when you're writing songs? What do you do to get inspired? What uh, do you have a routine? Do you listen to anything in particular? Or? I kind of just go for it all the time. I mean, I just have never. Uh, it sounds so stupid, but I never have writer's block. Really? Ever? I just want to keep doing stuff. So, so tomorrow you're like, I'm gonna go write some music. You don't? You think you could pump out a song? No oh, problem. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I do a few a week. Oh, really? Yeah. I just like to keep my brain moving. Yeah. Uh, so I've never had a problem with material. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of artists would be very envious yeah, of that. Well, I like, mean, you know. it depends, you know, because there's a million different ways you can go. I used to have a very eclectic taste, so it kind of like, if I want to write a metal song, I can write a metal song. If right. I want to write a folk song, I can write a folk song. If I want to write a southern rock song, I can write a southern rock song. Right. So. Very cool. Yeah, lucky me. When I yeah, when I think of Monster Truck, you know, I think I think of hockey, I think of yeah. beer, I think of like open road, sweaty mosh pits, oh, yeah. brotherly camaraderie. <laughs> you know what? What to you? What is what does Monster Truck represent to you? Oh man, I don't know. I don't really know anymore. Yeah. It's meant so many different things to me over the years. Really? But I really, I just don't know what it means to me anymore. It's a good question. It's something to ponder for sure because. It's just, it's such an interesting time yeah. in everyone's lives. So many things are happening, and it's so, I don't know, I guess I've never really thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll why, definitely think about that. Why do you think, like, you know, monster truck, like, sporting events and monster truck songs seem to go hand in hand? What is it you think about the music that makes it, you know, those things go together so well. I think it's just good times. I think we've always just right. been like, let's have a good time. And we used to drink a lot more, so it was a lot more uh, about that. But now it's just, it was drinking music, drinking and partying music. And I think it works at sporting events because it pumps people up. Right. That's what people want. It's the same reason why ACDC works. Right. You know? It's the yeah, same reason why Sandstorm by Darude. Darude always works for <laughs> almost any occasion, really. Yeah, that song. <laughs> of course. That that song still comes on and you like, yeah, every I love time. It. It I love it. Yeah. It's a great I forget who it was. There's the Irish band that used to listen. They use it every concert before they come out. Oh, Everybody's like, who doesn't get pumped up by Sandstorm? Oh my god, I wanna put it on tonight. You should totally come up to this. You should cover cover it. Yeah, yeah. You're too fast for me. Um yeah, because you guys what song was it that was 
There's a song that was used for the Leafs goal score. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal song. Enforcer. The Enforcer, yeah. And, and it was used on Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that is cool. We loved it. Yeah, everything we do with hockey is great because we're all hockey fans. You're all hockey We're all Leafs fans, too. So yeah. it's, well, I'm not. Or, sorry, I'm not. I am a Leafs fan. <laughs> Jeremy is not. And I don't know where Brandon's allegiance lies, but like, he's a diehard Habs fan and I'm a diehard Leafs fan. So when it happened, it was bittersweet for him, but for me, it was like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, perfect. Dream come true. Um, the most recently to the, I just watched the video for Warriors, um, that uses a theme of a pro, of a story of a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Who's the wrestling fan in the, in the band? We didn't really have one. No one really had it, but I am now. Okay. Because uh, we started. So who going, came up with the concept then? She was actually our, our manager at the time, Ollie Mitchell. Okay. He was like, "You guys should do a wrestling." And I yeah. was like, "Sick!" Because I already come up with the idea for the cover to use that like WWF style monster truck. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck!" It kind of ties everything in. Let's definitely do it. And then there was a Hamilton Pro Wrestling. They call it HBW. Yeah. It's sick. But we uh, did you go to a show? Oh man, I go to I go to all of them now. Yeah, but uh, it's just so fun, and my kid it loves. Is. But uh, we we went to one and asked if they want to do it, and they have their own ring and stuff. Yeah. So uh, this guy Evan uh, Dennis from he flew in from LA. He's an awesome director. Uh, Evan's like, okay, wicked. We're gonna go to the wrestling thing the night before. So I went with him and my son and my partner. And we all, we all went down and we were just, we had so much fun. I couldn't even believe yeah. it. Like we were just yelling and screaming. And my son's like, can I, can I say you suck? I'm like, you can say, say you suck you here, but whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. I'm like only at wrestling though. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. our rule. I'm like only, at, he tried to swear at the hockey game. Yeah. He also tried to swear at the Forge FC game. I'm like, yeah. buddy. I'm like, nope. No. Only. <laughs> only at the rest. You can say whatever you want at the rest. They're yeah. trained to take that. They love it. It actually makes their life better. It's true. You if you boo them. them, yeah, it's actually good for them. There's this one guy called Clay Wilson. My kid always makes a sign that says, Clay Wilson, you suck. And I'm just like, is it bad parenting or is it just a good time? Yeah, it's true. I've loved, man, I've loved pro wrestling since I was a kid. Oh, it's it's so like, fun. my wife doesn't get it, but I'm like, you got to just suspend your disbelief you yeah. just gotta go and take it for what it is yeah but it's not a belt either you gotta take it like it's a show like yeah that's doing it a play. you gotta yeah and like it's a play yeah and that's the thing I, that got me when i went to the amateur thing because they're like yeah. they're in it man they got hard oh, yeah like, none of these people are making money yeah oh, and they're all at their merch table they're sad at their merch table after their yeah. match you know what i mean no one's coming up you got these yeah. really bad eight by ten yeah it's amazing it's yeah. like no wonder they've made so many documentaries like, oh, yeah. like, because the culture behind it's so interesting yeah it's like people from every walk of life but uh but yeah the idea that that these people are all getting together to act yeah and like be physical and not yet and risk their their well-being you know it's or, it's, so crazy it is i heard that there's a new i think it's on netflix new documentary oh it's great the al snow one yeah it's I awesome it's fantastic i watch all the wrestling stuff yeah yeah and all those dark side of the ring ones oh they were great yeah fantastic i love that show um because i could easily see even the song the warrior could easily be a wwe or AEW pay-per-view theme you know that's kind of how i wrote it, it was yeah like, it was going to be like a really? nice kind of sports song yeah, you listen to the lyrics. It's, it talks about the field, and it kind of it's it, it basically about. Uh, I kind of tried to um, straddle the line between talking between a battlefield and a sports field. Yeah, so 
It's a uh, that's what that's what it was for. It was yeah. just to pump people up. The beginning of it. I don't. I mean, I don't know how those ever get chosen to be the. Yeah. You know, I'd like, luck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's it's funny is like the weekends had like five of them, and it's like that's not yeah. even wrestling music. But they don't you know, even, they, it's not about that at this point. Like, music yeah. industry is not about uh, music anymore. It's about popularity. Right. Yeah. That's how we go. But I mean, the the WWE is so. I always think the best thing they do is their video editing skills oh, because yeah. like. You could have been watching the most uninteresting thing for like a month, and then at the end of the month, when they package it together, you're like, wow, how did I miss all this? You know, like crazy. Yeah, to whatever music it is, yeah. If you could, if you could play out one wrestler who would to the ring, who would it be? I don't even know. I don't know know any of the wrestlers. No, past or present, probably Stone Cold. Stone Cold, yeah, that'd be pretty. He's the guy. He he was the guy. It's pretty funny. Apparently, he wasn't that great at wrestling, but he was really. It's like, funny when you look at like like technical look, wrestling. Yeah, when you look at, he's also not like of all the guys. He doesn't have the best physique. Oh, he's either. so awesome. He was his character was yeah, the best. That was the whole thing. Like he, he was, was the average Joe, the antihero. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy who hated his boss. You know? oh, he was <laughs> Smashing beers on his head. Um, you know, he did like a match last WrestleMania. He did yeah. like a comeback. No kidding. It's fantastic. I want to watch that. I'm going to go back. Um, you did, a year or two ago, you did, um, Kid Rock did a version of Don't Tell Me How to Live. Yep. Tell me, it was his lead single too on, on his last album. Tell me how that whole thing came about and, and what it was like working with Kid Rock. Well, he called us. And he asked us. Really? So he just, just called me. So one day you got a phone call and you're like, hey. Well, it's my manager Bob. called me <laughs> and he goes, Kid Rock wants to do your song. I said, okay. He's like, he's going to call you. I said, all right. I think I'm in Bulgaria. I'm on tour with Deep Purple. And it was just like, okay. He called us. This is like three years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or way before, like before COVID or any of that. And uh, yeah, we were like, okay. And then like a year went by. Alright, maybe he's gonna do it, maybe he's not. Yeah, yeah. Cool, whatever. And then like and like another year almost went by. I'm like, okay, well I guess it's you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, yo, it's done. Okay. And then So uh, you guys didn't have to go and actually record. No, he FaceTimed with me and Jay and stuff like that and we chatted about it and things like that. But uh we didn't do any of that. He just took the the actual song we already had. Yeah. Took the stems and took it in the studio and did his own version on that and we heard the end of it and we yeah. laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we were like, okay, so you're well, happy with how it... There you go. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I was never a big Kid Rock fan, but right. I mean, I respect the hustle, right? Like, respect the hustle. you, all you hoes. Oh, yeah. It's like so this. sick. My mom's, like, <laughs> my mom's like, so happy about that moment. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, of all the things, it's like... Yeah. It's almost like a fuck you. Yeah. You're like, us. And then in a way, I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. Just, start with that, too. But, yeah. but also, you know... It, it's who it is. It's this character of this extreme yeah. America. Yeah. It's literally a, a, a mirror of America is this character. It's of, true, of this yeah. kid, And that, that's the whole point of it. The whole yeah. point is, it, is it's for you to be like, ah, it's too much, man. Yeah. Like, I've had enough of that. And he's yeah. like, and then he's like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Solved. And that's, just, why, yeah, that's why people hate him because it's just like, how can you not? Yeah. He wants you to. He's he wants purpose. success. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pro wrestler. There you go. You exactly. Hate me. Dude, hey, that is the it. fucking best way to put it because it's literally how it is. Yeah. He, he when, when we were filming the video, he was like, this is going to so many people off. Yeah. Like, happy about it. Like, a yeah. wrestler would be playing yeah. a role of a heel. Yeah. Like, that's all the guy's doing. And it's so funny because the reaction is so, re- like, reality-based. Yeah. And literal. Yeah. And that's what freaks me out. It's like, it doesn't yeah. seem like... 
Someone, someone, or we, we, when Weird Al did that tweet, it's like, this is not a Weird Al video. This is an actual, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's movie? the best thing. Did you see the Weird Al movie? No. There's the, oh, man, there's the. I'm going to watch it, though. It is really, it's like the, the uh, what's his name? Daniel Radcliffe, who plays yeah. Harry Potter, plays, <laughs> plays Weird Al. And for some reason, too, he decided to get jacked to play Weird Al. Weird Al's and always in like, good shape, though. Okay, yeah. Well, anyways, but what like, if Radcliffe was already jacked that he couldn't de-jack? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can't lose, you can't lose definition want, that yeah, fast. Once like, you're defined, it's like... You don't want to. Unless yeah. you're like, what's, what's his name? Christian Bale or whatever, yeah, who just goes yeah. from like 10 pounds to 210 in one movie to the next. Yeah, There's nothing healthy about that. Shit. No, not at all. <laughs> That's like career moves, and you're like, I'm not going to act forever. Yeah. <laughs> But does when Kid Rock calls, does he introduce himself as Kid Rock or Bob? No, Bob. <laughs> Bob? Yeah. It was so funny because I remember I was watching the uh, Pamela Anderson documentary and she kept referring to Bob. Oh, and I was like, who's Bob? And I was like, so oh, everybody he's, calls he's, him that's that Kid him. Rock. I was Not like, a yeah, single like, person that's so weird. Bob. Yeah. You can't go. That's a character. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's, it's a seriously a different thing. It's, yeah. it's literally like, if you look at that guy, like he's a wrestler. Yeah. It's a lot easier to see why things happen yeah but it's also a lot easier to see why people get yeah exactly it's the same thing he's just taking it from away from let's see wrestling safe a safe area he's just doing it in like normal society right (laughs) devil without a cause is actually one of the first cds i ever owned so weird and i had to hide it from my parents so it's like it's one of those things man make a living up people hating you yeah tons of people have done it it's 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 like love or love it or hate it. It doesn't actually. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Was the was your video for Don't Tell Me How to Live? Was that at the Hamilton Steel Mill or was no, that? No, it was at a gravel uh, production plant in Kenora. No, not Kenora. So west. No, no, no. It's here. What's the city that's just above Toronto? I can't think of the name. No, man, it's so close. Anyway, it's like 45 minutes from here. Okay. And it's like a Lafarge gravel combine. Yeah. And we went there December 5th and shot it. Amazing. It's yeah. pretty epic. I was like, this is so cool. Like, whoever shot it did a really good job. Yeah, Davin Black. Looks... He's done a, a bunch of our videos. Yeah. He's great. Too. As far as, like, performance video goes, like, that's pretty epic. Yeah, he yeah, killed like, it. The it drone. Super well lit. Like, yeah. Uh, that was, like, right when drones started to be used in the music video. Right. Right. So it was it was really cool to have a lot. Of yeah, I guess have some great videos. The last one was the the the, the new one with the kids. Yeah, yeah. by the kids. Yeah, yeah. What song's that? With Get my things to go. Yeah, my things to go, man. I was laughing at that video. Yeah, you know, like our Terry from Fubar, Dave Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. He directed it. Okay. Yeah. So all the, the kid, his kids are in it. I was gonna say, do you know? Yeah. Who, do you know the kids or? No, it was all filmed out west with their buddy Dave Lawrence, Dave yeah. Emanuela. They have a production company. Yeah. And they do all the food bar stuff, and then they do uh, just like videos and things. Yeah. So they did the video for us, and it's like they're them and their friends' kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then somehow the kids did it all. Yeah. And I was, I was we were pretty impressed when it came back. I was like, holy shit. Like, it did a good job, man. It's so funny. It's nothing funny than watching kids do adult things. Yeah, that, know, that was like, the whole idea. Like, yeah. We've had this actual idea for like a kid world video for a long time, yeah. but like it kind of fit in this one because it told the story. So yeah, yeah. Good. That's awesome, man. My favorite Monster Truck song of all time is Sweet Mountain River. Yeah. And um, that song, was it actually written about anywhere in particular or no. just like feeling like you need to get out? Like, yeah, pretty much. A lot of our songs are about freedom and getting out and things yeah. like that and feeling trapped. I don't know. Maybe I'm wandering. So. Were you, were you yeah. like, I know you're based out of Hamilton, but is that where, like, is that where you grew up? Or? No, Hamilton. My whole life. 
What's that? Hamilton, my whole life. Hamilton, your whole life. Because like, there's a the line. I wasn't sure if that was to you specifically, because there's even a line. I think obviously. we were in Appalachia. Okay. Yeah, we were coming home from North Carolina after recording, mm-hmm. and we saw a mountain river. I was like, "Well, that's sweet." We should write a song like that. It sounds like the band Mountain. Yeah. And then we did. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, because there's that whole line like I haven't felt at home in the city for so long. So yeah, I was wondering, oh, that, where you from? Yeah. that chorus, and we didn't have anything else for it. We just had that chorus, and it was, uh, yeah, it's great. I guess that's how he was feeling at the time. Yeah. And it's it's hard to feel any sense of, um, I don't even know how to put it. It's hard to feel at home any, anywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. There's too many people. Yeah. We screwed that one up. My, I mean, now I live at, I literally, I think I live on the worst block in the entire city now. It's, <laughs> I'm up at Young and Eglinton, and it's just yeah. a construction war zone. Awesome. It's a train line, and yeah. it's never ending. Uh, last thing, so Monster Truck, in my opinion, are like a staple of Canadian rock and roll. When you think of Canadian rock and roll bands, Monster Truck, Glorious Sun, Cheap Dogs. What do you think you have in common with these bands? Like, what do you think makes you guys the the rock and roll guys of I Canada? I think we stuck with it. I think it's really easy to do things in life. People don't realize how easy it is if you stick with something and just do it. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. We all quit our jobs and made no money and just did it. Mm-hmm. Cheap Dogs did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Glorious Sons did the same thing. You just have to jump in with both feet. It's got. It's not about. It's it's about being uh, collective idiots. Yeah. More than it is about. You know what I mean? It's it's more about. It's more about just having no regard for uh, a normal path of your life. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to. You just practice all the time. Like kids, I just tell my son, I'm like, you can do anything. Yeah. Talent is not God given. It's a learned thing. Anything you do a million times, if you have any knack at it at all i tell yeah. them if you think you're good at one thing you do that a million times you've developed talent yeah talent yeah you you're twenty thousand hours in you know what it's I mean? like ten thousand hours whatever and that's is. what yeah. i did playing guitar and playing yeah. bass and singing they were out playing bands and like that's that's the only thing that's the only thing that i like i think we're all also kind of like my i like oh those guys that we're all friends i was so. gonna say you guys do all see i've met all of you guys now yeah. all very kind of similar yeah. yeah i think that's just the vibe that comes off i mean she talked to you guys they're from saskatchewan so yeah, yeah. The nicest guys and then uh yeah it's, just, it's a good vibe and that's a good vibe i mean we're good i'm good buds with the trues and like a bunch of these awesome. all these guys are such they're just easy yeah you, know? you end up in the same events yeah. And not having too many drinks at the same events. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I think we're lucky to have such a good scene of, of people that are uh, just not even not even of like mine, but a bunch of people that can hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's what the music industry is all about. It is. You know, actually, we were talking about Justin from Broken Love, and one of the last conversations was he was literally giving me the inside scoop on who was the best hangs. You know, learn how to like, hang. That's yeah, it. Learn that's how it. to hang. That's it. Yeah, you'll and go that, for. Is that the note we should leave this off on? Learn yeah. how to hang. That's Learn it. how to hang out yeah. in business and music. Yeah. Whatever you do, if people like you, you'll get farther. That's true. <laughs> I believe in that, man. That's true. Well, John, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I really appreciate this. And hope you have a great show today. Thanks, man. Adamantium. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.